Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, the self-directed IRA is under attack. Yes, it's going to be a tough month or so ahead of us, but um, we will get through this. Um, So let me give you all an update as to what is going on with respect to the House Ways and Means Committee proposed tax bill, which was uh, just released a few days ago, September uh, 12th, 2021, and uh, kind of talk about some of the main points, which you probably heard, uh, such as increased in the individual income tax rate from 37 to 396 there's also an additional 3% surcharge tax on income above 5 million, increased capital gains tax from 20 to 25%, which does not include the 3.8% net investment income tax. The corporate tax rate we know is um, also going to be increased to 265 from 21%. The estate tax unified credit will be reduced from 11.7 to approximately 5 million per person. The qualified small business stock uh, limitation will uh, be restricted to $400,000. The carried interest survived. guess the lobbyists worked their magic for the Democrats. And uh, instead of having a tax as ordinary income, the holding period uh, simply was increased from three to five years. But what I really want to focus on, the main event for today's podcast, is retirement accounts. And who would have thought retirement accounts would play such a big role in this tax bill. Believe it or not, all the proposed retirement tax proposals that I'm going to talk about will only raise approximately $4 billion over a 10-year period. Okay, this is a $3.5 trillion bill. The retirement provisions, which make up a good chunk of this bill, will only raise approximately $4 billion over 10 Years, not one year, over 10 years. But doesn't matter. It seems like Peter Thiel has now become public enemy number one for many of these Democrats. So guess what they're trying to do? They're trying to make sure that no one ever, ever, ever again has a retirement account of more than $10 million. And how are they going to make sure of that? Well, they put a cap into this bill, which not Roth IRAs, not just traditional IRAs, all retirement accounts, traditional IRAs, Roth, SEP, Simples, and even 401ks cannot go above $10 million. And if they do, you must take distributions equal to 50% of the amount on top of that $10 million. And there's different rules if you have over $20 million in terms of ordering of where the income comes. But essentially what's going to happen is if you have $15 million in your IRA because one of your investments hit after year one, 50% of that $5 million over the $10 million threshold 
will have to be taken as a taxable distribution, no 10% penalty, but tax on pre-tax. And there is even a belief that there'll be tax on the Roth. No one knows at this point. Um, although we know there'll definitely be a tax on the pre-tax, but no penalty. Even though you're not required to pull it out because it's you're below the RMD age of 72, doesn't matter. They're going to force the RMD based off the value of the IRA. And again, not just Roth IRAs. We're talking about all retirement accounts in the aggregate. So IRAs, simple SEPs, traditional Roths, and 401ks cannot exceed 10 million bucks. And in fact, if you have income of more than $400,000, you can't even make contributions to an IRA if you have over 10 million. So you're, you're kind of capped. That's the cap. Um, it, the expectation was it is the cap would be 5 million. So I guess this is a bonus. Um, although you know my belief on caps, um, I don't think we'll be able to get this removed from the bill. I just think there's too much, too much momentum behind it, but I'm not in favor of caps on retirement wealth. This will be the only developed democratic country in the world that does this. Um, not good public policy. I talked about this on my YouTube live. If you haven't checked that out, you can go to YouTube and and check out my 45 minute YouTube live on the ways and means proposed tax bill. Um, Again, I want to say proposed because things will change, but it's important to note that the Democrats do control the House, the Senate and the presidency. And what will transpire is the ways and means in the next few days will uh, approve this bill. It will go to, to the Senate Finance Committee, which um, I've been told through good sources that will not even have a chance to mark it up. According to Senator Wyden, he's not going to allow for that. And uh, it will basically go to vote and be approved and then potentially go to the floor for debate. So um, there will be opportunities, hopefully, to uh, reach out to moderate Democrats who are, um, you know, I think reasonable and sensible and real and hopefully consent that, that some of this legislation um, is ultimately not going to accomplish what it is meant to be. And hopefully they can get some of these provisions removed. Now, um, realistic, I don't think the cap will be removed. Okay. There's essentially only 28,000 retirement account holders in the whole country that have more than $5 million in an IRA and only 500 or so have more than 25 million. So those that have over 10 million, probably less than uh, 10 or so thousand. So not a big number of individuals, although uh, they're under target now and uh, there's not much we can do. I did a quick survey of my clients and approximately 98% of my clients have less than a million dollars in their retirement account. So this is not a big problem. We know what this is targeting. It's not gonna raise any revenue. The revenue raiser on this, believe it or not, I was shocked. I thought it was gonna be much, much heavier. The revenue raise on the uh, capping of the Roth uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Let me come back and find it. Um, but it's it's less than $1.7 billion over 10 years. So it's it's not a lot of money when you're talking about a th- you know, $3 trillion plus uh, revenue bill. Um, not very substantial. The exact number is, yeah, about $1.79. So about $1.8 million over 10 years. Um, so it's not a big revenue raiser. But um, not sure we're going to be able to get it removed, um, unfortunately. They also want to get rid of the mega backdoor Roth IRA or the Roth IRA backdoor, which I'm not surprised. That basically came into law in 2010 where the income thresholds for Roth conversions were removed. But 
They also want to get rid of the mega backdoor Roth 401k, which is kind of shocking because this is really used by small business owners. It has no um, basically um, revenue raised for treasury. It actually will cost them revenue because instead of doing Roths, people are going to do pre-tax or profit sharing and get tax deductions, which will, which will actually reduce tax revenues. So it's actually a revenue loser. But again, this is all about trying to punish people for getting big Roths, big IRAs, I should say, not just Roths now, but they have the cap. So what are they worried about, right? Even if you do 58,000 mega backdoor Roth, you're capped at 10 million. So why do they care? Plus they're going to cause people to do more pre-tax contributions and, and get deductions. It's mind boggling. It's like they want to go after the Roth, but they don't. They have this cap on all retirement accounts. They still want to kind of punish people that potentially be Peter Thiel. Guess what? Peter Thiel turned his thousands into billions, not by making contributions, but by making lucky investments. So this mega backdoor Roth uh, is ridiculous and it's going to have zero impact and actually um, be a revenue loser for um, treasury. Um, again, this is the next two I'm going to talk about are the biggies. If you're a self-directed IRA investor, listen up. This is big stuff. So they want to basically not allow IRAs to make investments into any investment that requires the IRA owner to be accredited. So that means any investment where the individual needs to be an accredited investor, i.e. the IRA owner. That means private equity, hedge funds, venture capital. That means private placements, Reg A, Reg Ds. Um, even though the accredited investor income threshold is, two, is, is now 250, the bill has a $400,000 income threshold for essentially determining who's rich and who's not. The accredited investor threshold is just 250, but that's not good enough. They are basically saying, you know what, IRA investors, even if you're rich, you're not smart enough to make IRA investments into uh, alternative assets that uh, are private placements. Um, and we're not going to let you do it. And we don't want you to do it because we think this will let you become the next Peter Thiel. But guess what? It, no one can be Peter Thiel. Why? There's already a cap. So what are they trying to accomplish here? It's not like they're trying to protect grandma and grandpa, right? Because they're not getting involved in accredited investor investments. If grandma and grandpa is getting scammed, it's by shysters that are not registering anything with the SEC. You're not doing Reg A, Reg Ds. Those are just shysters. Okay. Believe it or not, these private placements, there are filing requirements with the SECs. There's also blue sky filing with the relevant states. There is some regulatory oversight on these investments. So it's not just unregistered investments. So this is really hurtful, not just to retirement account holders, but it's going to hurt businesses. Guess where a good source of the private placement investments go? It's to startups, small businesses. And with $11 trillion in IRA money, retirement accounts, specifically IRAs, are a very, very important source of revenue for small businesses, growing businesses. Um, here's some statistics um, that you may find interesting um, on small businesses. It's not just about um, punishing investors and not allowing them to do alternative asset investors. What this is going to do, it's going to hurt people from diversifying, right? Because you're going to have limited investment options. It's going to hurt small businesses and growing businesses from raising capital. Um, how about this? It's going to hurt all of us. 
Small businesses create 1.5 million jobs and account for 64% of all new jobs in the United States. Small businesses in America occupy between 30 and 50% of all commercial space, an estimated 20 billion to 34 billion square feet. Small businesses create 10.5 million net new jobs between 2000 and 2019, accounting for 65.1% of the net new jobs created since 2000. Okay, so it's going to limit options, limit diversification. It's going to reduce the number of demographic groups able to save money for retirement as well as participate in capital formation process. Um, And it's a very, very unattractive proposal that doesn't really do anything. And guess what? It will supposedly generate a billion dollars over 10 years in revenue. Which again, I, I'm not sure where these numbers come from. If they're just made up and, and flow, kind of thrown into thin air, because how could it raise any money? If you're in a retirement account and you're not doing a private placement, you're just going to buy stocks or buy real estate. The investment is still in a retirement account. It is still not subject to tax. How can it raise money? It makes zero sense. So I see this as a revenue neutral provision. I don't see it raising a dollar, let alone a billion dollars. I'm not sure where they're coming up with these numbers, but let's say it does raise a billion dollars. Who cares? A billion out of 3.5 trillion. What the hell are we talking about here? We are hurting not just rich people, right? $250,000 of income to make someone accredited. You're successful. You're not super rich. Okay. So why are we punishing people that save, that want to diversify, that want to invest into American businesses. Why are we, or why is this bill attempting to punish those people? Uh, I don't know. The next big one is uh, a prohibition on IRAs investing in any business or entity, I should say, not just business, LLC, corporation, that the IRA owner owns 10% or more or is an officer. So that means that if you own 11% in a private business, and you want to put in a dollar of IRA money, you can't do it. That also means checkbook control. If you own an LLC, you want to set up an LLC wholly owned by your IRA to buy real estate because Freddie and Fannie will only lend to LLCs, not IRAs, you can't be the manager. You're going to have to get your spouse to be the manager. Okay, not a big deal, but still, what are we doing here? What's the point of this? Makes no sense. Guess what the revenue raise on this? A laughable $42 million over 10 years right? What the hell is going on here? This is all about stopping Peter Thiel's. But we don't have to worry. Even if I'm the next Peter Thiel or you're the next Peter Thiel, who cares? There is a $10 million cap anyways. No one could make more. So what the heck are we trying to accomplish? This is a poor policy initiative. This, I believe, uh, is contrary to what retirement accounts should be focused on, which is making contributions, which is diversification, which is making good investments, which is growing wealth. Telling someone that you can't make an investment into any entity that you're an officer of is crazy. There doesn't even seem to be an exemption for publicly traded companies. Uh, there seems to be one for the 10% shareholder, uh, but not for the officer. Now, again, this legislation can be redrafted. I think the, the language is um, in draft form. It's not uh, crisp and complete. But these are the two main provisions that if you are 
in the self-directed retirement industry. You will be grandfathered in if you have an LLC now, so don't worry. But for the future, um, this is um, you know, poor policy. There'll be workarounds, right? You'll set up an LLC of your spouse as the manager. Um, so uh, your IRA will own it and you, you, you technically won't be the officer of uh, the retirement account and uh, entity. So the retirement account could still own the entity, but you know who needs to go through those hoops really doesn't make any sense. It raises 42 million over 10 years. Um, it's, if we're trying to stop the next Peter Thiel, you have the 10 year cap, the $10 million cap. So there's really no worry about um, you know having these runaway IRAs. And it's not just runaway Ross, right? It's runaway IRAs uh, that they're trying to stop at this point, even though larger pre-tax IRAs is actually in their best interest because at 72, they're subject to required minimum distribution. So they'll get the tax. Um, another issue with the cap, and I talked about this, uh, numerous, numerous occasions in previous podcasts, guess what's going to happen. Okay. If you tell people to pull money, to their IRA, they'll do it, but they're going to also potentially buy life insurance. They're going to potentially put those assets into businesses, potentially through irrevocable trusts and shelter them from the estate tax. The estate tax unified credit is going down from 11.7 to $5 million. Okay, that means the estate tax will be a lot more powerful tool for raising revenue. The estate tax is 40%, way higher than capital gains, way higher than corporate tax. So what they're going to try to do is they're going to limit IRAs at 10 million or 20 million married couples, and they are going to then make people take taxable distributions and then pull that money out and then shelter it. And it will not be subject to estate tax. I can promise you. Well, right now, IRAs are subject to estate tax. Yes, I know it's not very, um, uh, I would say, uh, helpful to uh, defend $10 million IRAs. Uh, it's a lot of money. I'm not going to say otherwise. But wealth isn't a zero-sum game, right? If you have $10 million, doesn't mean I can't have $10 million. And who's to say there's anything wrong with having wealth in a retirement account, right? Um, taxing the rich. Uh, this isn't taxing the rich necessarily. This is punishing the rich. Um, and punishing people who save. So yeah, I have a, a major problem with this. It's a slippery slope. What's next? Are we going to cap private business wealth? Are we going to cap individual wealth? Are we going to cap how big your house is? How many cars you can have? Um, how many watches you can buy? I mean, what, what, what's going on next, right? How big your life insurance policy could be? How big your homeowner insurance policy could be? Uh, how, how much you should invest um, in your... Um, savings account, uh, how, how much, uh, how big the you know, wedding ring you buy your, your spouse. I mean, what's going on here? Why are we even wasting our time with this? It's a $1.7 billion raise over 10 years. It's unfortunately just targeting, uh, making a, a lesson of Peter Thiel. These are all retroactive provisions, the cap. So they're going to force people like Peter Thiel, who has, let's say, $5 billion. So he's going to have to come up with a um, chunk of money, right? He, let's say he has five billion, and there's a ten million dollar threshold, four point nine 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 million. He'll have to pay that uh, over uh, the two years, essentially, four plus billion in income. He'll have to pay tax on over two years. Um, this is a vendetta against Peter Thiel and a few other folks, um, and we're all paying for it. So, really, really um, upsetting. Um, there's also going to be increased funding of 80 billion for the IRS. They're going to move the statute of limitations for IRAs from three to six, which 
Again, I don't care. There's not a lot of abuse. They can make it 15 years. They're not going to find much here. And one thing that this bill doesn't have is there's no step up in basis elimination. And there, the SALT, the state and local tax deduction, uh, still is at 10000 bucks. although the Dems are going to play with that. I guarantee it. Uh, again, I don't want to get into politics. This is, this is not a, a political uh, podcast at all. This is just based off um, what's going on right now, unfortunately. So what can we do? Um, listen, okay, I need your help. If you're listening, you're watching, you care about retirement accounts, forget about the cap right now. I need, to fo- I need you guys to help me focus on two provisions. One is the accredited investor. The second is the 10% um, or officer, which basically does not allow an IRA to invest in an entity where the IRA owner owns more than 10% or is an officer. This is what needs to happen, okay? Um, the Republicans are, are going to vote against this. Most of the Democrats will, will vote for this. Right now, this is in the Ways and Means. It will pass the Senate Finance Committee. There are a number of reasonable Democrats that I think if are educated and if, he, if they hear from their constituents and understand what some of this retirement account legislation will do in terms of reducing the ability to diversify, reducing investment options, hurting small businesses in America, they will rethink their support for it. Now, I'm reaching out. When I, here are the names. If you do live in the Orlando area, reach out to Stephanie Murphy. She is a Democrat on the Ways and Means Committee. A very reasonable person. Ron Kind, if you live in Wisconsin close to Minnesota, reach out to Ron Kind. He's not running again. Very reasonable person, smart guy. Um, I'm sure he'd love to hear your thoughts. Bradley Schneider of Illinois, Thomas Suozzi of New York, and Jimmy Panetta of California. They are all part of the Problem Solver Caucus. They are all into negotiations. They are reasonable. They will listen. Those are the congressmen and ladies that we have the best chance of educating and Hopefully, they will understand that these provisions do not raise enough revenue and they don't solve problems. They cause problems. They will hurt Americans. They will hurt retirement account holders. They will hurt, hurt, hurt small businesses who will have limited sources of funding and will not be able to tap into the $11 trillion of IRA funds that are available to be invested in private placements. So that's the the plan. I need your help. Uh, I don't really ask for help very often. You can ask my wife, but I need your help. So if you're listening or watching, Stephanie Murphy of Florida, Ron Kine of Wisconsin, Bradley Schneider of Illinois, Thomas Suozzi of New York, Jimmy Panetta of California. Again, they're all part of the Problem Solver Caucus. Please, 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 if you live or have a business in any of their constituent um, geographical locations, please, please, please reach out to them. You can call them. You can email them. Their information is readily available online. If you can't find it, you let me know. You can email info at Financial. Just address at Ask Adam and just say, this is what I need. I will get you their info. Um, I have a number of Republican contacts um, that I've talked to. Yes, they are certainly against uh, these provisions. Um, they were actually in favor of some of them. I spoke to one who's on the Ways and Means Committee. He's Republican. 
And he basically said, listen, Adam, uh, I'm a reasonable guy. I understand, you know, some taxes need to go up. We need to pay for, for um, you know, COVID. We need to pay for some of these social programs. I got it. I'm trying to negotiate. The Dems, I was willing to vote on carried interest and treat that as ordinary income to raise money. Guess what? The Dems got enough pressure from lobbyists and um, their donors, private equity hedge funds, and they caved on it. You can do the same. It's possible. No one cares about self-directed retirement accounts. There's just a lack of education. They're not being told the truth. Um, they need to be educated that these provisions um, do not make sense, do not raise revenue, and are not helpful to retirees and American small businesses. And uh, we can all do this together and make a difference. So that's my, um, I'm going to end with that. Just please, please, please. Again, Stephanie Murphy, Florida, Ron Kine, Wisconsin, Bradley Schneider, Illinois, Thomas Suos in New York, Jimmy Panetta, California. If you live in those areas or know people there or businesses there, reach out to the representatives, talk to them. I can send you talking points if you need them. Um, we need all your support. Uh, this is going to get done through relationships. Um, I'm super confident that we're going to get these provisions out. But, you know, this is serious stuff. This is the first time any of these types of provisions have ever made it into a tax bill. Um, the fact that I'm saying, listen, forget about the cap. You can, you can kind of feel how bad it is, right? Um, that I'm basically just falling on the sword and basically uh, admitting that defeat with respect to a cap, which I strongly um, do not approve. Um, I just need to focus on what I think we can win. And I think we can win these two provisions, allowing IRAs to make accredited investor investments, which is so important to retirement account holders and to uh, American businesses, as well as reducing uh, and allowing um, IRAs to invest in entities where the IRA owner owns more than 10%, up to 50%, and can serve as officer, uh, which is crazy, right? You're an officer of a business, um, you own no personal involvement, you're on the board, and you want to invest, and your IRA can't, even if it's going to own a quarter of a percent, it can even if it's for obviously fair market value, part of a series A, series B or series E raise can't be done. So uh, this is going to hurt small businesses. Uh, again, the aim is to um, not have another Peter Thiel and to punish the 500 or so Peter Thiels out there. But the cap is there, right? The cap will stop any future Peter Thiels from um, surpassing that $10 million. So they really have nothing to worry about. They don't need these provisions because they already have the cap. So um, I really, you know, just really appreciate you guys. If you can help, um, let me know. This is a family. We can all do this together. Um, any ideas, share them. You can leave me comments. You can hit me up by email, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, um, you know, we're, we're reaching out to all our sources. We Our industry is a number of lobbyists that are working hard, trying to educate the um, moderate Dems I mentioned about the, um, you know, the issues with these provisions. Republicans are helpless. Again, it's just the fact is the Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Yes, you know, Senator Manchin um, is one moderate that uh, is expressing some reservation, but it, it's, it's one person. He's getting hit from all different angles with all uh, different um, provisions that people want him to focus on. So, uh, it's going to be tough. I think our best bet is to go after a number of these more moderate Dems in the Ways and Means Committee and, and you know, make sure they can speak to uh, Richard Neal, who chairs the Ways and Means Committee, 
and, and hopefully he can see the logic of removing these provisions from the bill. So there you go. I, I know it's, it's a, kind of a long podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. It's been a couple crazy days. Did not see this coming. I knew the cap was coming. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised it rose to 10 million. Uh, I didn't see this happening. I didn't see any accredited investor uh, cap. Our lobbyist, you know, told us about this some time ago, but um, I, I didn't think it would ever become part of the proposed bill. Um, so um, it's been it's been a rough day or so, but uh, I'm confident that we will uh, together you know, be able to educate the more moderate Dems and get our position across and, and get these uh, really hurtful provisions out of a final bill. So thanks again uh, for listening, for watching. Uh, Really appreciate everyone. You guys are awesome. Um, Thanks again. Be well.